De ster van de stad, altijd dichtbij. RTV Maastricht. Please, Mr. Minister, a word with you. Only take a minute, sir. So don't you screw. You know fight against the rum, man. You know fight against the wine, listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV 107.5 FM. That was Jacob Miller blessing us with his voice on Healing of the Nation 1978. Today's topic is creative design, creative thinking for sustainable healthcare and joining uh, us in the studio tonight. Tonight, My name is Sham, by the way, uh, co-hosting with Zaki on tech. 
And we have Aliza Damiano and uh, Zillian Fluonia. Yes, Is that correct. Can you please introduce yourself? Hi, so I'm Zillian. Um, we are from the MOSA conference, and thank you for having us once again. Hello, everyone. Cool. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming here and helping us. Yeah, put the show together. Um, before we we start into into our show, uh, we would like to start with a bit of a recording from John uh, Carlo La Pietra, who is also uh, giving a workshop at the MOSA conference this year. Um, shall we? Hello, everyone. Thank you for your kind invitation. My name is Giancarlo Lapietra, and I will lead a workshop called Creative Design Thinking Laboratory for Healthcare. Design thinking is a framework to generate innovative solutions through a creative problem-solving approach. It is extremely useful to tackling complex problems that are mainly unknown by understanding the human needs. It involves five stages, empathy, define, ideate, prototype, and test. Let me give you a very short overview of each one. The first stage of design thinking process is to gain an empathic understanding of the problems that you are trying to solve. This means to find out more about the area of concern through observing, engaging, and empathizing with people to understand their experience and motivation. Moreover, empathy allows you to set aside your assumption about the world in order to gain insight from the user. During the second stage is defined, you put together the information you have created and collected during the first phase. This is where you will analyze your observation and synthesize them in order to define the core problem. Then you move to the ideation phase, where designers are ready to start generating ideas. Now you can start thinking outside the box to identify new solutions to the problem statement you have created. And you can start to look for alternative ways of viewing the problem itself. There are hundreds of ideation techniques to stimulate free thinking and to expand the problem space. Then you move to the prototype when you can put together solution. This is a kind of experimental phase. And the aim is to identify the best, the best possible solution for each problem. The solutions are implemented with our prototypes and one by one they will be investigated and they can be either accepted, improved, re-examined or sometimes rejected on the basis of the user experience. Finally, you move to the testing phase where at the interactive process, the results generated through the testing are often used to redefine one or more problems and inform better and better the understanding of the user, the condition of use, how people think, behave and feel. It is important to note that these five stages are not always sequentially and consequential. They don't have to follow any specific order. But now, how can we use design thinking to improve healthcare? Experts say that they originally tend to address patient safety through the design of products. But the current challenges, such as aging population or the time bombs as dementia, obesity, diabetes, means that in order to deliver sustainable healthcare, we should promote behavioral change rather than simply design objects. To do it effectively, we need to understand again 
user needs and the point of view. Starting from the application of those design thinking methodology, we have developed our project. This is called Patient for Innovation. Consider that there are currently more than 40,000 digital health applications and a huge number of medtech solutions in the market. But despite the massive investment, patients are not using the tool as much as they would. The reason for this limitation is mainly due to the exclusion of the end user during the design phase. Patient for Innovation is an innovative solution that facilitates the shared design of medical device and digital solution. It's a digital platform that bridges the gap between producer, engineering, and company from one side, and patient on the other side, who are willing to contribute from the initial stage of the designing, providing feedback and useful information. During our workshop, we will move from the storytelling of our concrete experience and then involve the participant in some practical activities aimed at understanding the principle of design thinking and how to develop a patient-centric approach to innovate healthcare. The patient will be invited to work into groups to develop some practical ideas. Each team will be associated with a facilitator to help achieving the expected goals. The proposed approach is not an academic one, but a more hands-on and experimental methodology. Thank you for your attention. Give me that plenty of that guitar. Wait, 
the spin of the wheel with the roll of the dice. Ah, oh, yeah, you pay your fine if you don't know where you're going. Any road will take you there. So far out, the way out is in Bow to God and call him sir But if you don't know where you're going Any road will take you there And if you don't know where you're going Any road will take you there That was George Harrison, the song Any Road, beautiful song, and also very fit with the topic, uh, coming back to what we heard uh, before the song, the recording by Giancarlo La Pietra. It, does it, it, it doesn't matter which road you take if you don't know where you're going. Uh, I think that applies to a lot of things. Um, but to discuss this topic of design thinking uh, in the studio is um, Elisa Damiano to help us with this topic. Elisa, what have you... What, what do you have to uh, have to say about uh, design thinking? Well, actually, it's not really my field, um, but I, I think that it's a very interesting uh, topic, especially talking about healthcare uh, as patient for innovation. Uh, I mean, design thinking aims to develop solutions through creative thinking, and in healthcare, where everything is developing very fast. Uh, I think that it can be a nice tool to develop other tools that patients and experts can use. Right, right. And Zillian? Yes, I think um, this approach would be very helpful, especially since I think it increased the level of success that you have when you're applying this approach. And also, it's also very nice because you don't have to do these five different steps that he was talking about in a specific order, so it can be done um, parallel or one can be done before the other. So I think in the end you would really like aim yourself and plan yourself and then get what you want, I think, with this approach. Yeah, it's, um, it's indeed like, um, like a more, more creative, more open-ended form of approach uh, from what I understand as well. So instead of looking at a bunch of points, a bunch of observations, and then trying to filter out and go towards uh, a certain goal, it sort of lets you um, expand your options instead of having starting with a limited number of options and going towards uh, a convergent goal. It, from my understanding, it get goes more towards a divergent approach. So you, you, you at, at one point also uh, incorporate um, things that are not planned uh, and this, I, I think that it, it also has like a feedback loop in a certain way. And from, because I've, I've seen uh, design thinking process uh, outside the medical field, which I think is also very, very interesting. Um, we'll come to the examples in a bit. Uh, a lot of this thing I feel revolves around um, the idea of an open source sort of development platform. Um, 
Do you have something to say? Uh, yeah, actually, the, there are, um, since it's something very creative uh, and not fixed, it doesn't follow a linear process. I think that also the open sources are quite broad and people from everywhere, from different fields, different positions can access it and use it to create what they want and what they need. Yeah. Well, uh, to me, sometimes I feel like you're in a in an open jam session, you know what I mean? Like when you're just jamming with a bunch of musicians. Um, and I, I, I love going to those jam sessions because you you never know what kind of music's gonna come out and it very often turns out to be some of the best music I've ever, I've ever heard. Yeah, this is, this is I think, a very, uh, very interesting approach. Is it, um, is it, oh yeah. <laughs> I think also what's nice of it is that, for example, as you already said, you start very broad. So the five phases, I think we could maybe elaborate a bit into that. So it starts with the um, empathy, where you sort of feel the patient's need. And um, so you don't, you're not thinking for yourself, but you're mostly thinking in the position of a patient, for example, or a product. It doesn't have to be healthcare, for example. And then you go more into like defining the problem so you go a bit more, narrowing a bit more, and then you get the idea. So based on this problem, you start creating ideas. So, and then at the end, you also yeah, create a prototype and then you test it. So I think by doing these different steps, you can get a lot of ideas, think outside the box and um, become more patient-centered approach. So more like to the patient's needs and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really like this approach because it's not, you know, just designing a product based on whether it will sell, but more about um, trying to understand where there is a need and yeah. and trying to address that specific need yeah. in a way. Yeah, because I think mostly companies are nowadays just creating a product and then try to fix it into people. And I think they should do the other way around. They should first start seeing the needs yeah. and then applying the product or creating a product based on that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Otherwise, there are like some some strange situations where, which we will also discuss in a bit in the in the examples part, uh, where indeed, like you see, certain innovations don't work everywhere. Um, um, similarly, like certain uh, medical interventions have a, a higher rate of acceptance or a a better um, success rate, um, statistically speaking. Uh, when even even then you see that there is um, there's a, there, there, there are disparities uh, when you hear stories from from other medical companies or pharmaceuticals or doctors uh, who go like oh there is a certain aversion to it or like there's a certain hurdle that's not yeah. that's not covered by the uh, by the medicine. Yeah, I think that's why it's also important when we're talking about um, yeah design and design thinking to also consider the elements, which are usability, the utility, and the desirability. So um, so we know that with the usability, here we know the products are designed to solve problems, and it should be usable, but also easy to use. And then you have the utility pro part, where products are always designed to fulfill the need and solve the problem, so it be, should be useful and again usable. And then lastly, the desirability, which is how can we uh, manipulate the users to take action to using these designs. So I think these elements are also important to consider when we're talking about um, design thinking. Oh, sounds, sounds really fascinating. 
And I also think that now we are going towards personalized medicine, uh, talking about healthcare. And I think that this is also a way where the patients can also develop their own personalized medicine. So it's not from the doctor, uh, the decision making, but it's also from the patient them, uh, themselves. Oh, so is there, is there, or could there be like a feedback loop? Um, yeah, I think so nowadays companies are um, using the opinions of yeah, patients or people that um, have similar experience with certain things. And then from this on, based on the feedback they receive, they further develop products. And yeah, this also contributes to a sustainable healthcare because then you're developing products that helps actually patients and that patients um, yeah, love it because they give their opinion based on that. Yeah, so there's a more sort of active engagement yeah. rather than a, a passive um, customer, consumer. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. so going from, from moving from a consumer-based intervention to a participatory. The challenge mm -hmm. I think that here is to create platforms where patients and professionals can do that and collaborate in this way with design thinking and with a creative process. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I agree. The, yeah, so this is where the, the first thing you mentioned about empathy uh, really comes in as well, right? With the yeah. way you go like, oh, the patient's not. But I think it's also nice that now there are like a lot of startups that are starting to, um, yeah, doing this. And for example, patient for project. Or um, in, incorporating this yeah. kind of thinking yeah. into, into designing an, an intervention. Okay. This conversation is very fascinating but my brain is kind of exploding as well. So I think it's now time to go to another song. Um, so I noticed that you put on, not like a virgin, but like a surgeon by Weird Al Yankovic, uh, the obviously a parody of the Madonna song. I hope y'all enjoy you listening audience.
Yeah, this um let's hope that the doctors we were speaking about in this show um with this design with this creative design thinking um are better than the doctor that is narrating that song. Um they're listening to Student Radio Maastricht on 107.5 FM RTV Maastricht. Um this is Aki, your tech for today, and I'm here with Sham, uh Zilien and Elisa. Um uh, Sham is uh really the host for today's show. Um um but our other two guests are from the Mosa conference and they're discussing uh, creative design thinking. Thank you very much Zaki thanks for the roll in as always and yes we are talking about creative thinking and especially creative thinking in sustainable healthcare we we briefly went through the topic and now we would like to touch upon a few examples in fact i would like to maybe throw in a few examples that are outside the healthcare topic because this is how i could relate to to design thinking in fact when i was when i was researching the topic i found out that this is not entirely new to me i've come across this before and earlier that you mentioned about this triangle about u- utility usability desirability. and desirability uh, i've come across something like uh, desirability technical feasibility and financial viability and yeah so so this kind of an approach um like i mentioned was used outside healthcare as well and one of the one of the examples that i found on on, on ted actually on ted talk was um was was this guy brunel who designed the great western railway in the in the uk and started off by thinking can i catch a train in london and and disembark in new york and the idea was to then have a train that goes onto a ship uh and then goes onto the tracks back in in the us another example that i found also fascinating now in urban design was um i think somewhere in the netherlands i can't remember um also in a ted talk where they they mentioned about a small playground which was a bit of a depression so it was like not on the ground level so there were some steps going down 
and there's a small concrete playground like basketball on a slightly lower level and the but the way it was designed was to use that uh, sort of depressed bit of the ground as a catchment area for water when it rains so when it rains no one's playing there anyways so definitely possible to use it as a water catchment area and then redistribute it um, where it's necessary rather than um, water going just 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 ru- running off um, so that that's two examples of design thinking where um, you see that it's not just a product that's been designed, but it's more like an experience. So a more like a um, a wish, you know, like um, it, in where where you really start with a with an important question, uh, rather than just trying to make uh, make a product. The I believe Zilian, you have some more examples from the medical field. Yeah, so um, since design thinking is sort of a hot topic at this moment and especially hot in startup community, um, but not only startup community, actually in hospitals as well. And a great example is the Stanford Hospital in US um, where they applied this um, design thinking in within two days and they saw um, immense results. Um, so basically what they did was um, in two days of design thinking process, they explore and improve the patient experience in the emergency room, but they also use the process then to envision the other um, involvement of the hospital. So for example, the nursing staff, and they didn't only focusing on the nurse, nursing staff, but also on only the patients that were attending to them. And it increased their success rate, it increased their, um, like for example, their income and everything. So I think design thinking is a very hot topic. You can apply it everywhere. And also, it can take your business to the next level, and mm. yeah. Oh, that is super cool. Yes, I have heard about um, staff in hospitals. Indeed, when someone mentioned about being being addressed by your first name rather than just as a patient, so you feel more personalized as well. Yeah. Or you feel like you're you're being given, um, yeah, let's say personal attention. Uh, yeah, which is very quite important in. Uh, in, in, in medical care, like health care. Um, that's, that's so true. I, I was also ta- discussing it with some, some people I know. Um, and turns out, like, it, this could also address, um, say, semi-medical topics like um, people missing medical appointments. Um, and it turns out, yeah, and the reasons could be, could be, could be so many. And, um, but addressing that as a topic is is not part of either either the public transport, not, neither is it part of the of the, of the medical um, professionals. So I think then there's there is sort of a gap um, yeah. that results in strange situations. One of the things I saw recently was um, a, a reluctance to to get vaccinated, for example, in India, where um, it's it's it felt that people were reluctant, but it turns out that. Uh, reluctance was not a big problem. That acceptance rate is still quite high. But it's just that if 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 if, if an elderly person is standing in line for three hours and then gets turned away because of um, uh, non-availability of the of the dose, or or even um, yeah having to uh, having to go somewhere or like um, being a burden on say your family members where there are a lot of elderly patients who 
don't even ask for help when they clearly need some help. Um, I think these are the kind of um, topics that that could potentially be addressed uh, by design thinking. Yeah, yeah, that's well, very Well, actually, I, I think that design thinking is not a completely new thing because it's uh, it's mainly problem solving. Uh, the different thing here is that you focus more on the people that are involved in the problem, and so you you don't think just about the the solution of the problem, but also on the origin. And so I think that this is the difference of design thinking, and and you can apply it everywhere, from healthcare, from school, where teachers can also empathize with the students. And oh yeah, oh yeah. And design thinking, what they need and for their future career, but also for studying. Yeah, also for learning. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. There are several schools, yeah? Same. I saw when I was doing some research that like big companies such as Coca-Cola and IBMs are like the big examples also of design thinking. So I think every field is trying to really focusing on this. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think I saw one about PepsiCo. But here's the thing. I think we will address um, very quickly that sometimes I feel... I don't know where the where the line is, um, but I think it's uh, it's time for a song now. <laughs> what have we got, Zaki? Yes, the song we're playing we have playing right now is actually "Fix You" by Coldplay. Um, yeah, well, I, I actually, I'm, I'm seeing that the song apparently came out in 2005. I felt like the song was much newer than that, but maybe I'm just getting old. Who knows? When you lose something, you can't replace. When you love someone but it goes to waste Could it be worse? Lights will guide you home And the 
That was Coldplay with Fix Heat, 2005 song. Thank you so much for bringing us back in. Zach, you're listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV 107.5 FM. My name is Sham, uh, coaching today with Zaki and uh, our guests um, Zillian and Eliza. Um, we would like to now move from discussing the examples of design thinking to to bit more to focus a bit more on the on the patience for innovation um, company program. Can you can you elaborate a little bit more on this? Yeah, I, I think that it's a startup. Um, so really, um, uh, Giancarlo La Piedra uh, thought about it uh, really from a business point of view and trying to find the, the real needs of patients and what in healthcare is needed. Um, and so starting from design thinking, it developed uh, the startup uh, to focus on the patient themselves um, and then create uh, a project around it. Right, right. And this is in, in Maastricht, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's uh, online based uh, oh. so yeah as we as we said at the beginning I think that it's very important to create platforms where you can integrate design thinking of uh, thinkings of more people right 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 oh that is super interesting and yeah so very much looking forward to to his workshop as well uh, mentioned earlier um, Giancarlo La Pietra will be giving a workshop um, at the Mozart was a conference 2021. Uh, when is it again? Can you remind our audience? 22nd and 23rd of June. Cool, 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 cool. And it's all online, right? Yes, it will be on Hopin. Oh, and, cool. um, yeah, during the, um, the conference, he will be giving a workshop where the aim of the workshop is then to understand principles of design thinking. So he will be covering the five phases of design thinking and how to develop a patient-centric approach for innovation in healthcare. And they will also um, give um, useful and essential tools to help you deal with design thinking and to understand it better and also to apply it for yourself in the future. Oh, that's super, super interesting, especially now that, yeah, indeed, like Maastricht being quite, yeah, quite, quite explorative in, in science and especially medicine with quite, quite the huge faculty here. Um, I would like to maybe touch upon another topic, which I'm sure some of our audience have in mind as well, is what are, what are say, some of the, the pitfalls uh, of, of design thinking? Uh, from, so from, from my research, or at least from experience, one of the things um, I've seen that could potentially go wrong was in the, in the sector of 3D printing, so in additive manufacturing. So back in the days, um, what is this like, uh, a couple of years ago when, um, when it was like, let's say booming uh, in its, in its uh, infancy, we saw there were um, like designs for parts of guns uh, that can be downloaded and printed. Uh, and one of the problems with that is that it's, it's fully open source available to anybody. And most importantly, you cannot detect it in a metal detector. Um, and um, so, but but of course, that had to be taken down by the community uh, where it was hosted. Uh, and as you can imagine, that 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 gave rise to quite some uh, political discussions. Um, and there were other sort of um, not not a pitfall, but 
um, like oddities, I would say, of of this explorative method. I think explorative methods in itself is is really good, and I'm very much looking forward, like I said, to this patient for innovation uh, workshop because it's it's I think a bit more guided rather than having purely explorative. Because um, one of the things that comes to mind is um, the idea of like self-diagnosis or online health. Yeah, I think that it's very easy talking about medicine that people can go online and find what they have and try to find also a solution. Um, but I think that to create something very useful for both patients and professionals, we need some kind of guide, um, guidance for both for the experts that they need to know how to guide a patient uh, but as well the patients to recognize their limits, what they can do by themselves and what not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so as not to create um, kind of a, a, a misinformation. Um, but yeah, indeed, to have, have reliable information. Um, but at the same time, yeah, you need to know how much how much you can diagnose yourself. I mean, for uh, I, I, I have memories from childhood with, with self-diagnosis and that did not go well. So uh, mm. I, I was lucky to learn, learn, learn at an early stage not to do that. Well, I was literally told that by the doctor to, to not do that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you're right, right? I mean, people do look things up and especially nowadays with, with exploding amount of media being shared, it's, it's, it's inevitable that things could go wrong. Uh, before we, we go into the next song, maybe also good to mention very shortly that um, the design thinking is, is more of a mindset or a philosophy than a process. But I think that's why we have experts like Giancarlo La Pietra giving the workshop. Um, I think it's time for the next song, talking about information. Uh, Zaki, can you introduce? Uh, yep, the next song is uh, in Education um, by Remedy, featuring Riza and Children of the World. Hope y'all enjoy. I need your attention now, kids. Due to the recent events that have occurred, effective immediately, all classes are suspended until further notice. Back of the class with 
my hand up. Two our security guards just grabbed my man up. Human attention for five days suspension cause sunset. The teacher was lying about the Indians. Trying to tell us the story of Columbus and brain numbers. When all you see that came from us, they copy carbon. I learned about garden, tagging wool logos in the corner of my book margin. Stash shoelaces and tri-color sneakers. I stood up like a man and I questioned the teacher. Why do Europeans black out in dark ages? And when they got light, then they whitewashed the pages. Why the average college kids stuck with low wages? You wonder why these students walk around with 12 gauges? It tastes like a New York riot. She stood quiet. They said, Mr. Diggs, may I please speak to you in private? Sake, that was Riza, uh, that was Remedy f- featuring Riza from the Wu-Tang Clan um, with their song Education uh, featuring Children of the World as well. You're listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV 107.5 FM. In the studio, this is Sham uh, with, Ma- with, with, with Zaki on tech and uh, Elisa and Zillian as guests uh, for discussing the topic uh, design thinking for sustainable uh, healthcare. Uh, we are reaching the end of the show and we have some, well, well, I have some very basic open discussion points. One of the things I, I think about when it comes to design thinking, especially in terms of software or where there is a lot of data involved is, um, is the idea of, uh, of privacy as in we, <laughs> uh, it, it's, it, to me it's on one hand blurring the line between, uh, personal health and public health, um, to me, this seems going more towards personal or personalized healthcare. Uh, but then again, there is the question of data. Then, uh, is this is this, is this a topic uh, you wondered about as well? Uh, like, if 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 you want to share your 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 medical data for further research, and then I think mm-hmm. that uh, we cannot avoid it. I mean, we as a person in the medical field and not we are producing data and the problem is not really uh, 
producing them and make them available but just um, thinking about uh, ways to to protect those data right it, right, it's not right. a problem that everything is going digital I think and that more data are around but just how to deal with that and oh, yeah. how to use those data because I think that with safe platform we can have data useful also for other people without that our privacy will be intacted. Oh, I think that is that is very well articulated indeed because well I, I feel sometimes when I when I walk into a hospital or like go from my GP to the hospital uh, I, I would expect my data to be to be shared even and indeed like very often it's, it's not the privacy that's of a concern it's more about the security of the data and how it is used rather than reluctancy to, to share that data. Yeah, I uh, think that's also why it's important to have informed consent so that you could actually give your consent before people using your data. So I think that's something very important in the medical field, especially when you do research. You al always have to get the consent from your participants to perform a certain experiments or so. Um, but for me, it's interesting hearing this because I'm, I mean, I'm used to a medical system in the United States where there are the HIPAA laws, which is just, you know, no one can really share, like particularly medical data, no one can share medical data without this patient's consent. Um, yeah. Like if, yeah, it's like, it's very, very much a thing. Um, but I don't know if it's, if it's the same here, but I think that, I think that maybe laws similar to this where, you know, do, where consent has to be given before any kind of data can be given to anyone else. I think that might be a solution to this potential issue. I, I think we may be hitting upon a, a pretty, pretty wide topic here when it comes to, to medical data, privacy and consent. Yeah, I uh, think <laughs> in the, if you're doing, for example, clinical study, I know that's like a must. So a lot of clinicians and people that are doing these kind of trials really have to get informed consent. So mm -hmm. I think that's also then the case in medical field as well with the, yeah, with the doctors and stuff. Yeah, it gets, it gets super interesting, especially when you, when you would then bring in um, uh, tools like AI to to go through that data when it is um, when when you have heaps of data, um, but like I said, I think that it it was just something on my mind. I think, um, but probably a topic for another time. Uh, the other thing I was wondering about is: does this make things um, more democratic or more uh, anarchic? I mean, um, I I don't know much about politics. <laughs> just curious. Yeah, I think that it's gonna be more democratic because mm. it's for everyone and uh, since it's also online it can be online or digital it can be accessible for uh, to everyone uh, even and before personalized medicine was very just for elite but in this way it can be for it's more and more accessible yeah exactly yeah thank you so much I think we are coming to the end of the show. Uh, so thank you very much, um, Elisa and Zillian. And I'm not forgetting Mouth for helping us produce the show as well. Uh, speaking about democratic, uh, one last point I would like to mention is uh, Demotech, which is a sort of a, a democratic technology company based in Maastricht. Uh, go, check out, go, go, go check it out. Uh, they also use very interesting ways of... Um, um, disseminating um, knowledge engineering in, in rural or like in, in poor countries um, yeah I think it's, it's time to quickly touch upon the cultural agenda uh, Zaki well yeah I mean if 
Well, there isn't that much in the cultural agenda for this week, but if you have, I don't know if you all have heard, but the curfew is now over. Um, terraces are open. Uh, we can now eat, not in restaurants, but outside of them, which is nice. Um, so, closer. yeah, that it makes, it makes things, you know, a little bit easier now. Um, but in addition to that, we also have some podcasts that are now on our SoundCloud. Um, we have our new podcast that we that we did in collaboration with the um, Refugee Project, um, which was uh, released on Monday. Yes, Monday, Monday, yeah, Monday, uh, Monday evening. Um, that's, so that's now on our SoundCloud. We also have uh, Bela's podcast, Bela Bellissima's podcast, Queering the Perspective, um, and a number of other productions that we that we that we have on our SoundCloud. So please listen to our SoundCloud. And also, um, if you are in, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about Student Radio Maastricht, please feel free to contact us at studentradiomaastricht.com. Um, and yeah, that's about it for this week. Thank you so much for our guests for coming here. Thank you, RTV, for hosting us and allowing us to use our, your space to make this radio show a actual thing. And yeah, thank you for listening. Have a great day. Our broken hearts left smashed on the floor. I can't believe. Forgot to mention. I forgot to mention that the song that you are listening to is "Smokers Outside the Hospital Doors" by Editors. Enjoy. If I can't hear you. Toch een mooie gedachte. Wat? Dat de zon het hele jaar door gratis energie geeft. Ja, maar waar moet ik dan zijn voor zonnepanelen? Ik zeg Hezi. Want bij Hezi kopen of huur je je kwaliteitszonnepanelen inclusief installatie en onderhoud. En met een toprendement. Het hele jaar door. Zo, dat klinkt aangenaam. Ook heerlijk zorgeloos wonen? Ga dan nu naar Hezi.eu. Bij autobedrijf Ploemen in Meersen vertaalt onze liefde voor auto's zich al ruim 80 jaar in zorgzame service en vakmanschap. Natuurlijk hebben wij ook onze favorieten. Vandaar dat autobedrijf Ploemen gegroeid is tot de Volkswagen en Audi-specialist van de regio. Maar autoliefde kent geen grenzen, dus verwelkomen we ook elk ander merk voor onderhoud of reparatie. Welkom bij autobedrijf Ploemen aan de Ambierweg in Meersen. Like onze Facebookpagina en doe mee met leuke acties. De lekkerste Spaanse churros haal je bij Mats Churroskraam. Met de allerbeste toppings als chocolade, bueno, kaneelsuiker en verschillende andere. En zin in coffee to go, frisdrank, een verse suikerwafel of een lekker softijsje met topping? Dan kun je ook terecht bij Mats Churroskraam. Je vindt ons op het parkeerterrein van Praxis Maastricht Belverdere. Mats Churros, voor de echte Spaanse smaak.
Is uw vijver klaar voor het voorjaar? Doe de gratis watertest bij Robert Knops Vijver en Aquarium. Want goede waterkwaliteit maakt een gezonde vijver. Neem een monster van uw vijverwater mee en u krijgt een helder advies. Kijk op robertknops.nl Mats Juro's vind je ook op Facebook. Like onze Facebookpagina en blijf op de hoogte van de acties. Mats Juro's voor de echte Spaanse smaak.